0: Hey, what's going on and welcome to another episode of the Barbells and Burgers podcast. I am your host, Shane Hubbard, and I am stoked to talk to you today. Um, This episode is going to be released on Monday, but I'm actually recording it on a Sunday morning. I've got my coffee and my water here, and I'm ready to rock and roll. So today's topic is the weight loss industry is a gimmick. And the reason why I titled it that is because, you know, by and large, the weight loss industry is a gimmick. It's sort of this game that is played between client and, you know, coach or, uh, you know, product manufacturer. And, you know, it's it's a gimmick because a lot of times it's just about the money. And the reason why I wanted to bring this topic up is because anytime, you know, I know tons of really um, smart and science slash ethical based coaches in weight loss And one of the hardest things to do is to sort of distinguish yourself from every other weight loss coach. Like it seems like there is just a endless sea of weight loss coaches and it's hard to understand, you know, who's a legitimate coach and who's just, you know, spouting off Something they heard on the internet, or or creating their own sort of science instead of you know looking at research that's actually been done on weight loss and you know in regards to nutrition and exercise and things like that. And so one of the challenges that a lot of these coaches face, and I'm certainly you know in that sort of group, is helping people understand that weight loss is really a symptom of becoming healthier and more in tune with not only your body but understanding the ways in which your body stores and and burns calories and being strategic and yet realistic at the same time. So you'll see a lot of these like quick fixes, you know, these detoxes, these pills, these powders, these cleanses and while they're not necessarily, this this is the part that's sort of gimmicky is that a lot of these things may create weight loss. So like for instance, if you replace the 400 calorie breakfast you usually eat with a you know cleanse of some kind that has lemon and cayenne pepper and cinnamon and you know water and whatever the calorie difference between those two is dramatic it's like almost 100% different right Lemon virtually has zero calories in it cinnamon has nothing in it in terms of calories you know cayenne pepper doesn't have any calories so you go from eating a 400 calorie breakfast which you know healthy or not is 400 calories to drinking something that has virtually no calories or maybe at the most like 15 per serving and someone loses weight and they go holy crap you know this works and so obviously that's kind of a challenging conversation to have without getting too much into the details and as a lot of you listeners understand you know the reason why that person lost weight is because they've dramatically cut out their calories right and if they are constantly replacing Uh, you know, a drink that has virtually no calories in it with, or I should say the other way around, replacing their breakfast that has a lot of calories or, you know, a decent amount for a breakfast and shifting to something that virtually has no calories, that's a calorie deficit. And understanding that that decrease in calories is what's creating your weight loss and that's why you lose weight. It's not the drink itself. It's nothing specific in the drink. You could do the same thing with just drinking water and quote unquote water fast um, and you would get the same results because you're creating a difference between the calories you burn and the calories you consume. Well, that conversation isn't being had often enough to where people think it's the drink it's the cleanse it's the detox it's the whatever like one of the things i don't people don't think a lot of these detoxers and cleanse people realize is is that A lot of times when you take a supplement that's a detox, it's really a laxative. So it's just getting you to shit more often. (laughs) So that weight that's been in your colon or the food that you have eaten recently is coming out of you sooner than it would if you were just naturally let it come out. And so if you lose three pounds the next day, just know that you basically just lost a bunch of shit, literally. Um, And that's all that happened. Now. What, the trouble with a lot of these cleanses and detoxes and pills and all these things is not so much that they, um, you know, well, I mean, it is obviously providing some sort of quick solution that obviously doesn't solve the problem. But the other thing is is it's deceiving people into ways of thinking about weight loss. So they you start to think of this temporary weight loss uh, protocol and that, you know, the, the solution to continuing to lose weight on these these sort of uh, snake oil, you know, recommendations is that, you know, you just continue doing the detox, you continue doing the, the you know, the cleanse, you continue doing all of these things and they're not sustainable whatsoever. They're extreme uh, solutions to a long-term problem, right? It's like trying to sprint a marathon. You're going to pass out before you even finish the race. And so, the reason why I wanted to make an episode about how weight loss, the industry itself, is a gimmick, is because it truly is. It's it, you know the vast majority, you know, I would probably say ninety-five percent of the weight loss, uh, you know, diets, the weight loss recommendations out there is complete garbage. And I hate to sort of toot my own horn, but if you have found this podcast, and if and I'm sure you probably follow other coaches that are have a similar message in the sense that they understand the science and they're, they're willing to talk about it, you have sort of hit the, um, the intellectual dark web of weight loss and fitness and health because there's very few of us out there that are talking about the actual science that's going on in comparison to everyone else that's talking about, you know, the detox they did over the weekend that helped them, you know, lose weight. Me- meanwhile they're not telling you they spent, you know, 24 hours on a toilet because they just couldn't do anything but shit. Um, So, I wanted to bring this to the limelight because I know how exhausting it is to see weight loss, you know, uh, strategy after weight loss strategy, diet after diet and and not really know what the hell to follow, right? There's so much information and, and probably the hardest part about all of this is that everyone sounds convincing right? They, you know, like the, the other day a woman told me like, oh, well, I've heard that, you know, plenty of reasonable we- reasons why a waist trainer will work. And I'm like, w- what reasonable? Like, like rearranging your organs, it sounds reasonable. And she goes, well, you know, it, it, you know, it teaches your, your, your muscles how to be shaped. And I'm like, yeah, so does a, a proper core workout or, you know, um, there's actually something called vacuum, stomach vacuum exercises, which is, you know." technically an ab workout Um, and it's something that you know bodybuilders have used for ages in order to create a more lean physique and and there's actually legitimate um, you know science behind it as an exercise so I don't think that's a gimmick whatsoever but there's things like you know training your waist by putting you know a waist trainer on and it's like do you not realize that and this is the sort of the interesting part is that there's a woman on TikTok that I said, you know, this doesn't work. And she goes, yeah, it, it actually does. I've been doing it for a while. And I said, okay, talk to me about that. Like, why? And she goes, well, it actually teaches my waist how to be shaped. And I go, no, what it's teaching your organs is how to, to rearrange themselves <laughs> within your, you know, core structure or your stomach. And that's not healthy long term. And she goes, well, some people want that. And I go, I don't give a shit what you want. I'm trying to save you from the fact that you could very well be damaging your internal organs. And I don't care if you want a lean, you know, looking stomach. If your organs don't work, you're dead. So you can be thin in the grave if you want, right? You won't even know you're thin and most people won't even give a shit that you're thin because you're dead. So, you know, there's there's this kind of lack of understanding that while some of these things on the surface might seem very, you know, promising and it might produce a look that you want if you can't sustain it without also sacrificing something very important arguably more important like I don't know your life or your health or not dealing with having extreme uh, you know liver or you know organ uh, complications because you decided to wear a waist trainer for 10 years Uh, instead of just putting in maybe the hard work and a core exercise and eating uh, in a calorie deficit that helps you lose body fat, right? There's sort of this idea that these, these things are actually going to help you because of the, you know, the quote-unquote results. Like another one is um, the It Works products, um, you know, you put this wrap around your stomach and they have, you know, actual photos that show that one woman's stomach was um, smaller than another's after, you know, I think it was like a week's worth of wraps. And what I tried to explain to the person who was doing this, because I think it was like an Instagram post, and I put in the comments, I said, "Listen, all you're losing is water weight that is stored underneath your skin. That's not fat. In fact, everything you still see on the surface is fat." And someone commented something like, "Oh well, but it's, but I went, I went like three inches down." I go, "Yeah, okay. Let's explain how water weight works." It is stored in your body. If you lose it, you will quote unquote shrink. The same way a sponge is going to be dry when you take all the water out of it, right? and it might be smaller. right? If you absorb a bunch of this water in a sponge, it's going to expand. This person was not interested in the actual logic behind anything, they just wanted to look leaner. And don't get me wrong, if you want to be completely ignorant in the face of facts and you want to live your life that way, that is your choice. We live in a free country or at least if you're listening to this in a free country, you live in a free country, you can do whatever you want but part of my responsibility as a coach is to at least help you understand that you could very well be damaging your health just to get some kind of surface level, um, you know, superficial look and trust me, it's not worth the 15 minutes of fame that you might have, right? You might be going, well, I'm, I'm doing all these things to trim up for summer, we're in the middle of a pandemic. No one gives two shits about your six pack. Nobody, nobody cares about it. And even if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, no one gives a shit about your six pack. Zero percent of people look at you and go, wow, she's amazing or he's amazing. He's got a six pack. I wonder if he's got an awesome, an awesome personality and I should go talk to him. And then, you know, no, nobody fucking cares. Nobody cares that you have a six pack. Okay, It doesn't mean you can't use it as a weight. Like sometimes the, 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 the sort of blowback on that will be, well, well, what if I want a six-pack? Fine. I'm just telling you that if you are stressing your entire life out and you are potentially making your health worse simply to just look better, to get a six-pack, that's not going to last. And this is sort of, this is definitely the responsibility of the fitness industry for not promoting a body that's healthy and doesn't have a six pack, right? Because we sort of, whether you're a man or a woman, we sort of always are advertising these people with extremely low body fat levels, whether you're a man or a woman, and and people start to sort of normalize that. They start to think, oh, okay, well, so that's what I should look like or that's what I will look like when I do, you know, these things. and. You know, to be completely honest, that's not at all what you're going to look like. In fact, a lot of times, or I should say, the struggle that I had for a very long time was putting in extreme amounts of dedication and hard work, and you know, uh, sticking to calorie deficits and being very regimen and not looking like the person who I wanted to look like. And I and I sort of had to talk to other you know, I I talked to other industry um, coaches, I talked to people that had six-packs, right? I I reached out to a couple of, um, I think they were coaches or maybe they were just, um, you know, uh, fitness competitors and I said, you know, I've been trying to, you know, look exactly the way that you look and they told me, so here's the reality of it. In order to get to a very low body fat percentage, it is not something that one is you're going to come by just by, you know, Naturally, it's not something that just is that just is created by you know being in a calorie deficit. He's, it's dehydration, it's severe dieting, um, the amount of time that it that that these you know fig, figure competitors that are getting you know absolutely shredded, the amount of time they look like that is a very small window. Um, you know, you see someone who does a photo shoot completely ripped up, and really toned, and you know has a six pack and all this stuff, and. We sort of have this idea that that photoshopped picture, not photoshopped, that uh, photo shoot picture is the way that person looks 24-7 and you know maybe there's a small set, subset of the population that just naturally is very, very lean. But that's such a small percentage and yet we we sort of have this idea that that is the vast majority, right? If you're a fitness coach or if you're a fitness competitor, you look shredded all the time. You look toned and lean and you have like, quote unquote, the, what most people might call the perfect body or whatever. And the reality is they don't look like that for probably more than 24 hours. if. If not less than that, because everything comes down to when they do that show, they compete, and then you know I've heard stories and even talked to competitors who will go and and, and eat uh, you know a tremendous amount of calories immediately after and for the weeks afterwards and gain up to thirty pounds after they do a show, and so. The reason why, I, I, again, I'm reiterating the point of this, this episode is that the weight loss industry is a gimmick because I want you to understand that what you see advertised to you is not the reality, okay? there. Yes, you can get lean. Yes, you can drop body fat. Yes, you can do all these things but to the extent that it is advertised to you is sort of this false idea of, you know, what it takes to actually get there. So if you're someone who's trying to lose weight, it's very important to set and to understand and to have a a visual of what you want to sort of mimic or what you want to look like. Because if you're if you're trying to look like the most shredded woman or the most shredded man, uh, you know, and and the, this person's got like virtually what seems to be zero percent body fat, I can tell you straight up that if you're sort of the average Joe or Jane who works a nine to five job, who has a family or has, you know, uh, is married and has like an actual life that you would have to sacrifice the vast majority of those things to look like that 0% body fat person. Because you got to remember the person who looks like that, who has that 0% body fat look, that entire, their entire life is dedicated to looking that way right? It's their job, right? It's not like they're, you know, going, they're out doing a construction job or an office job and, oh yeah, on the side, this is, you know, what I do. No, it is their entire uh, livelihood to look that way. And it's not at all healthy. Like, it's not like just because you've sacrificed everything to do those things. It's not necessarily healthy. And the more open and sort of for the lack of, I hate this word, but I'll use it because it makes sense to everyone. The more woke sort of, uh, you know, fitness uh, uh, competitors will say, yeah, you know, the last maybe, you know, four to eight weeks that I'm getting ready for my show is it's not the healthiest version of, you know, it's just about numbers and calories and, and taking as much body fat as you can off so that your muscles really pop. And then there's this process they go through where I think it's I think it's the the 48 hours, no, I think it's the 24 hours before they compete, they step on stage, where they do this dehydration protocol to basically suck all of the water out of their body so that they're, the only thing that is showing is their muscles essentially, right? It's why they have that sort of 0% body fat look uh, because the, the water that's in their bodies has just been sucked out. Think of it like completely just draining all of the liquid out of your body. Um, and, you know, that's, that's sort of what's happening in, to a certain extent. Um, and they're using a very, sp- it's not like they're just like not drinking water. They're literally drinking, uh, you know, specific solutions to help decrease the amount of uh, water they have. in, And, and it's technically severe hide- dehydration. Um, and if you're not doing it intelligently, you could die from that. So to think that these people that are, are you know, getting down to these extremely low body fat levels, are doing it just by, you know, eating broccoli and chicken and no, it's that's not what's happening. So what's very important is to understand what a fit man or woman looks like and sort of shoot for that versus the, you know, 0% body fat person that you might be uh, continually advertised uh, by, right? Someone's uh, saying would you like to look like this or, you know, you might see a fitness ad with a woman who's just absolutely shredded. Um, And you're thinking, oh, okay, well, if, you know, she does these things, if I just do those things, I'll look like her. And unfortunately, that's not how it goes. In fact, like another thing that that often um, is misunderstood is that a lot of the people, like the fitness supplement sort of, um, you know, people, the, the ones that take specific supplements and then are sponsored by them, they don't actually take those supplements, Like, uh, you know, a famous bodybuilder, Jay Cutler is like, yeah, I don't take, like I think he came out later and was like, yeah, I never took the supplement that was named after me or that was, that I was sponsored by, I was just sponsored by them, right? So I got a certain amount of money when people bought that supplement, they put my face on it and, you know, I took it. So you have to also understand that this is a business more than it is, that's why I'm essentially saying that weight loss industry is mostly a gimmick. If you're actually interested in losing weight it's, 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 it's sort of a completely different uh, process right because you sort of have to create health before you create weight loss. And the reason why you want to create health before you create weight loss is because weight loss does not, um, it doesn't continue and the weight comes back unless you are doing things in a healthy way. And one of the hallmarks of health is sustainability. And you hear me talk about sustainability all the time. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, and I have gotten a lot of new listeners, so if you haven't, um, you know, listened to the podcast, uh, you know, for very long, you'll start to very quickly understand that my approach as a coach is to create sustainable practices that, yeah, they're going to help you lose weight, but more importantly, they're going to help you keep it off. Because if all I wanted to do was, you know, be a weight, a true weight loss coach, all I'd have to do is do some kind of extreme, uh, you know, calorie deficit or uh, calorie restriction and you would lose weight and, you know, you would be so happy that you lost weight. But then what would happen is, is, you know, once you have lost the weight and if you decide not to be coached anymore, you're going to gain it back because there's no sustainable method that's been built into losing the weight and keeping it off. So I could have done, you know, just speaking about me as a coach right now, I could have very well become a weight loss coach given a meal plan that's extremely restrictive of calories, helped you lose 5 to 10 pounds in a month or two, and then, you know, taken your money and left, right? I could have very well done that. But I've, I've never been interested in that whatsoever, partly because I've been duped by that system, I went through that system. I had had coaches that were like that. I had given, I had been given advice that was like that, and it frustrates me to my core. Which is one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about spending all of my, uh, you know, time creating content that is based in science and that can be sustainably implemented. And I get tons of shit all the time about, you know. Uh, and it's mostly from TikTok, like if you haven't realized, like a lot, a lot of my new listeners are from TikTok, but TikTok is sort of like this elementary playground where it's just like a lot of people on there just are there to talk shit, which I get, I mean, whatever. But, you know, there's sort of this like idea that just because I'm not a doctor or that I don't have a four-year degree that I don't know what I'm talking about. And I've, I've literally seen TikTok Uh, dietitians or tiktok uh, nutritionists that don't know what the fuck they're talking about either so you know this whole idea that you you have to be like a phd in this stuff in order to to give advice just doesn't make sense if you're creating a sustainable practice for somebody based on science that should be the only you know the only goal if you're really doing this ethically so the weight loss industry is a gimmick because the diets, the pills, all of these quick fixes are essentially giving you what you want without caring about what you need. And what I like to position myself as is sort of that middle ground, like yes, I, I totally get that, you know, it might be better to do keto for you because you've noticed that you can sustain uh, weight loss on that protocol, like maybe eating foods that are more ketogenic-based help you know, satisfy you, keep you uh, full, keep you energized, help you sleep, like, that's great. The checks and balances system is based on your own metabolism. It's not based on some kind of, you know, far out there formula for weight loss. And, And the formula for weight loss is a very unique process. There are, you know, patterns, right? There are certain principles that need to be in place, like you have to be in a calorie deficit, Right. And if you want to keep muscle and and keep your metabolism as strong as it possibly can be, you have to lift weights and preserve muscle mass. Um, You know, but in terms of like what you should be eating, you know, it's sort of up to you. Like if you are the kind of person that could get, you know, all the health benefits and all the weight loss results eating Big Macs, then that might be a very weird anomaly but the checks and balances of you know, what is important, what your metabolism wants from you is all taken care of, right? Now there's, there's like a less than 1% chance that's actually going to happen because if it, if it has we probably would have heard about it already but my point is, is that you have to understand that most of the stuff out there for weight loss is absolute garbage and one of the reasons why I call myself a weight loss coach is not because I want to be swept away and all of the other bullshit, it's because I want people to start to understand that not all weight loss coaches are complete morons who are selling pills and powders and sort of swindling people into losing weight quickly but not being able to keep it off. I would say the vast majority of my clients are people that have been swindled by that, by the weight loss industry and you know, email after email after email will say I lost weight and then I gained it back I lost weight and then I gained it back you know I lost you know 20 pounds in three months but I gained it all back in you know six months or whatever and what's sort of sad about that is that these people sort of think that that's normal like oh yeah I'm going to gain this back eventually like I need to lose weight for this event but you know it's going to come back and there's I can't keep it off. And it's the fundamental mindset that isn't in place. And that's why, you know, recently if you've been following my Instagram and um, even my TikTok, one of the things that I've been doing is I've been sort of talking more about the, the intangible things, right? I've, I've moved on from just protein recommendations. Like if you need recommendations for protein, I have that information available. If you need, you know, how to figure out, you know, what your calorie deficit is, I have that already. All that stuff is available for you. The vast majority of people do not yet understand the philosophy and sort of, and, and I when I use the word mindset, by the way, I, I don't want you to think that this is some kind of dramatic only positive thinking sort of approach. Your mindset is just how you approach things from a mental standpoint, right? So I just want to define that really quickly so that you don't think that I'm some kind of uh, you know, mindset mastermind. And it's like, reset your mindset in 24 hours. No, that's, that's bullshit. It's going to take a long time. But the more you are exposed to healthy approaches to weight loss, the more that the unhealthy approaches are going to just seem silly, right? It's going to seem, you know, it's like when you, you go back to your high school reunion, let's say, and half the people are still acting the way they were in high school. And you're like, really? It's been 25 years and you still act that way that's sort of the way you'll view more common weight loss advice because you'll start to understand that and more importantly prove it to yourself, right? Because when you start doing things with your health in mind, so there's two very important like mindset kind of principles to have is that anything that you do to lose weight needs to be sustainable. And the second one is if you don't sort of prioritize the managing of your weight loss throughout time, right, you're not patient, you're not doing things that are reasonable, that, you you know, you're just going to gain that weight back and and obviously we don't want to do that. There's going to always be maybe like a 5 to 10 pound fluctuation between, you know, the holidays and spring and summer and, and that's normal. Like to, to fluctuate your weight 5 to 10 pounds in a year is not that big a deal. It's more like the 15, 20, 25, 30, like there have been people that have gained it's one of the reasons why they call it the, the quarantine 15 or the quarantine 19, right? People have gained weight during the quarantine period because of lack of access to a gym. And my perspective on that is not, oh, that makes sense, right? They don't have access to a gym. My perspective on that is no, you fundamentally do not understand what, it, what needs to take place or maybe that your motivation to manage your weight isn't rooted in a more healthy mindset, right? Because there are essentially two groups of people, people that either lost weight during quarantine, maybe three groups, people that kept their weight the same and people that gained weight. Well, if we're looking at the total population, most people gained weight. And why is that? Well, it's because one, you know, a lot of things have happened. Like I'm certainly not saying that if you gain weight, you're like less of a person. But what I want to un- help you understand is that if you had a more healthy mindset about weight loss you would have adapted to the situation a lot better right you would have created and understood that okay i don't have my gym but that doesn't mean i'm just you know go into my pantry and eat all the cookies or all the chips or all or whatever right you you sort of have to manage that and being able to manage that is a much more healthy mindset too many people are all or nothing they're always they're either always dieting or not dieting at all. And they don't realize that being somewhere in the middle where, you know, maybe some days you're not eating as many calories because you really don't need them. And some days you're eating a little bit more calories because, you know, you're working out or you're you're trying to keep that balance. And having this idea that you either always have to be dieting or you're completely giving up is probably the biggest problem from a mindset standpoint in life. And, and it just tends to show up more in in health for me because that's the industry that I work in. But like always having this all or nothing mindset where if you can't make it perfect, you don't do it at all. Like this happens with workouts too and you've heard me talk about this, right? If you can't get all of your workout in, like if you, if you normally work out for 45 minutes and you, you know, have this level of energy and you start to like basically die out at 30 minutes, there's some people that are like, oh no, I got to push through it. Right, and it's like okay, I get that sort of, you know, uh, go-getter attitude, but what's the cost of that long term? Have you ever thought of that? Have you ever thought of what's the cost of continually pushing myself too hard to where I'm not really getting any better over time? I'm actually just exacerbating the problem, and that's a fine line, right? There's there in some cases, there is more that you can do, right? And you're not giving. At all. And, and, and in some cases, you are giving it your all, but you're sort of warped in this idea that you could give more. And let me tell you something. Your body and your metabolism, especially when it comes to food, doesn't give a shit what your ideology is. I talked about this on my Instagram the other day. If your ideology is, I don't eat meat, and yet you are suffering health consequences because there are certain things in red meat, like iron, let's say, that could help keep your health in better check guess what? Your body's going to just go, okay, well, you're not listening to me. We're just going to make this worse. Because your ideology is getting in the way of your biology. And if you can't understand that, and if you can't come to grips with that, then you're just going to continue suffering in that same way. All right, I don't mean to get too off topic, but you know, cycling back into this idea that the weight loss industry really is a gimmick. And you have to sort of tease out what's important about because weight loss really is, again, I, th- I think I've already said this, weight loss really is sort of a side effect of doing the right things on the nutrition, exercise, sleep, stress, you know, uh, all the, all the pieces that sort of work together to create weight loss. If all you're focusing is on the weight loss, then you're never going to sustain that effect, right? If you crash diet, you might lose weight initially, but if you don't have a calorie deficit that you're able to maintain over time, Or you're not managing how much you're eating in a in a more like, you know, maybe visual way as opposed to just, you know, the specific amount of calories, and you're not keeping up with the habits, then you're screwed. You're not gonna keep that weight off. And this is the most common problem in weight loss, is we're sort of sold this idea that if we lose weight, it will just stay off. Absolutely not, right? I mean that's think of it like money. You could I mean if that helps you out. You could think of it like, you know, well, I'm making a certain amount of money. Okay, great. Well, if you suddenly start spending more money than you make, does making more money really mean that much? No, it doesn't. Right? You have to manage these things. You have to create a a habit or a pattern and then you have to repeat that pattern in order to see, you know, the results. Weight loss is not a I lost it, it will stay off. That's not how the human body works. That would be awesome if it did. Right. I sometimes think of like weight loss as like a, or weight loss or weight management, because at a certain point when you've lost the weight, it's about managing it, right? Sort of like a subscription service, right? You have to continue paying for it in order to get the service, right? You have to keep. Paying your Netflix bill if you want to watch Netflix. Well, you have to keep doing some of the habits that you're doing in order to keep the weight off. You certainly don't need to, like, I think another thing that's not understood as well is that, like, if you work out five days a week, that you have to do that the rest of your life. And it's not necessarily true, right? Like, if you're w- lifting weights five days a week, you might think, oh man, I got to do this, you know, for the rest of my life. No, it's, you can sort of get away with less once you have gotten to the point where you're just managing whatever you want to be at. And another sort of common misunderstanding is, is that you have to be dieting from point A to point B, the, you know, like the entire amount of time that you, like let's say you want to lose 50 pounds, you have to be on a specific diet until you lose all of that weight. And it's not necessarily true. In fact, the people that have the best results I would say on average, because there are certain anomalies, there always will be, but the people that have the best results are the ones that, you know, lose, let's say 10 pounds, let's say they want to lose 50 pounds, they lose 10 pounds, then they sort of maintain Right? So they're not losing but they're certainly not gaining. That gives them a break, it allows them to eat a little bit more calories, it allows them to maybe not lift weights as often, like they're still doing sort of the minimum but they're not doing the maximum. That gives them a break, it gives them a little bit of an opportunity to recover from all of that. And I've actually seen people lose more weight when they're just maintaining because their stress levels are down and so they're dropping excess water weight. And then they go on a diet again, right? They, they cut calories again to a certain extent. They up the amount of weight training they do. And they do that for, you know, four to eight weeks. And then they take another little, little maintenance break. And And that approach is much more successful, even from the scientific literature, it is much more successful because the likelihood that you are going to adhere to a program that gives you a break is more likely, right? Think of it like this: If you were, if you had to run a marathon and you could never take a break, you you probably wouldn't finish, right? I know I wouldn't. But if you could take a break at every, you know, let's say you divided up, you know, the amount of miles you had to run before a break into eighths. So you know, I'm not good at math, but every eighth of you know whatever, you know, what is it, uh, twenty three point five or twenty three point six? I don't know what the actual how many miles a marathon is, but you divide that by eight, and every eighth of the race you take a little break you know that that would be a lot easier to go from one eighth to the next eighth to the next eighth and so on so you sort of want to think of dieting the same way and if you if you prioritize that level of thinking and you understand that it's more about dieting and then breaking dieting and breaking and and giving yourself a longer span of time to lose the weight you're going to be much more successful and you're also going to be able to maintain that weight loss right so it might be slower in the beginning but it's also not weight you ever have to worry about again because you're going to be able to maintain your new body shape so anyway getting back to the weight loss industry is a gimmick sort of main topic I hope by now you understand that the vast majority of weight loss advice is gimmicky teas and pills and drinks and even ab workouts like there's plenty of people on social media they're like do this ab workout to get a six pack let me just make something very clear you already have a six pack it's just underneath all of the fat and no matter how much fat you have to lose it's still there now your core might not be that strong Right. and there are certain ways where like with any muscle if you train it more it will grow so your stomach muscles will get you know you know bigger not tremendously bigger but they'll get bigger and they'll be more defined the other thing that's important to understand is that the shape of your six pack is largely genetic right so you might see Guys or girls with a like a very you know uh, uh, small like line of six packs, and you might see a very wide you know uh, six pack muscle group area, and that's genetic, right? So, like for instance, one of the things that I kept trying to do is I saw this really tall, lean guy, and he had a like essentially like the perfect six pack, and I was like, I want to look like that, and then I realized that my physiology just isn't going to allow me to do that, right? I have a shorter torso, so. I'm not going to be able to look like that person. Now, I can certainly still get a six pack, but it's not going to look like his because we don't have the same body. And so it took me a really long time to accept that because, you know, part of me wanted to believe that it was in my control. But once I realized that there are certain things that are not in your control, as hard as it might be initially, it's sort of a blessing because then you don't have to, then you don't feel obligated to do something. Right to get to that six-pack level because there's nothing you can change about your you know your physique, uh you know like your genetic, uh, predisposition of you know your physique right. You're not gonna look. I'm not gonna look like an NBA player, right? Am I gonna be upset that I'm five foot six and that I'm not gonna be as elite as another NBA guy because he's six six? Hell no. Like you have to sort of understand where your boundaries are, right? You're you're definitely to a certain extent limitless like you still have a ton of room that you can improve upon but you also have to understand your limits so that you can focus on the things you do have control over so when you're when you're in the world of weight loss I hope that by now and I hope by listening to this podcast you have started to understand what is actually important to focus on and if you're getting frustrated because there's tons of information out there just listen to this podcast or just listen to, to people who have a very similar uh, very similar philosophy as I do. Because there, trust me, there are plenty of people out there and I'm in the process of trying to create more opportunities to talk with these people on the podcast so that you have more opportunities to listen to people that actually know what they're talking about and do it in a uh, sort of a sustainable, uh, less gimmicky way. Because there really does need to be more voice. I mean, there are lots of voices. I know um, I listen to a lot of them. It's one of the reasons why I've, I've created my own sort of philosophies is because I've learned from some of the best. But they're not necessarily, you know, peeking their head into the mainstream as much as the new sexy, you know, six-pack workout is. Because the people that really know what they're talking about don't bother going into that realm because it you sort of – There's really no reason to, right? It's one of the reasons why on TikTok I will literally go through and find, you know, this weight loss drink will, you know, work for you. And I find those videos and I save them and then I do duets with them and I say, no, they won't. Here's why. Because people need to understand, you know, when you, unfortunately, a lot of us view our phones as like a truth, truthful information machine. And if we see it on the internet and we see it on our phone and the person is convincing enough we don't know any any other way, right? It's not like, you know, if you're an expert in weight loss, you watch these things and you go, that's bullshit, that's bullshit, that's bullshit. But the vast majority of people that are looking for that information aren't looking for it because they already know it. They're looking for it because they want a solution to their weight loss or their, their, their weight problem, right? And I say problem because most people will talk about it that way. Your weight is not a problem unless it's causing severe health defects, right? And my, that's the other thing I sort of wanted to close on because this, we're already at minute number 40. There's this sort of emotional connection, and I think I already talked about this, but at this point, I I don't know. There's sort of this emotional connection between weight loss and how you feel about yourself. And I understand this even as a guy. Like, I would say that, and, and this needs to be talked about more too, like normalizing how men have body image issues is needs to be talked about more. so I'm going to you know speak on my own experience. Um, to think that your weight is what's going to determine your value is a very fast-track way to being depressed pretty much your entire life because you'll be chasing something continually that is never going to give you value, right? Getting down to a six-pack level is not going to increase your value as a human being. It's not. Not even the people that would be impressed by that are going that value, the, the, the weight of that value is not uh, substantial. Like I said earlier, no one gives a shit that you have a six pack. It's sort of a trophy of dedication. But if your personality is also shit, and unfortunately, a lot of times when you're so into yourself and the way you look, your personality usually is pretty shitty. Because you don't spend any time improving your personality. You spend all of your time improving your body. Now, this is not to say that you can't be lean, healthy, and happy and have a great personality. But you have to have balance between all of those. And if you're consistently worried about your body image, everything else in your life is going to suffer. So let me just help you understand that the trade-off for being extremely lean is not worth the pursuit of, of doing that. Now, if you already have everything else and you're already a level-headed person, you've got a great job, you know, you got, all, you, you got tons of friends or at least friends that make you happy and that, that, you know, your circle of friends are what you want and all that good stuff and you want to pursue getting a six-pack, great. But it doesn't work the other way. It's not like, hey, now I'm leaner, now I'm valued more. No, that's not true. There have been, I've met plenty of people that are extremely fit and I'm like, you've got the personality of dog shit. And so that was actually a turning point for me where I started to realize that I was I sort of wasn't improving myself from a non-tangible way my personality my social circle my my relationships those were suffering because I was so entrenched in my body image and when I started to actually care less about the way I looked like I still wanted to be healthy I still wanted to be strong I still wanted to be lean because that's that was important to me those sort of things were important but what I started to realize was is that to a certain extent there's a point of diminishing returns and if you start to notice that everything in your life is suffering because of your pursuit of being uh, leaner or what you might call healthier you have to start to realize that that's not how it works right you can't be, you can't be healthy in one area and, and be completely unhealthy in the other. It's all sort of a holistic kind of, it's all tied together. It's all dynamic, right? So you're not a healthy person if you're, uh, you know, a physical abuser, but you've got a six pack. Like that's, that's not how that works. Or all your blood markers are great, but you're depressed because you've got, uh, you know, you don't spend any time with your friends because you're spending all your time trying to be healthy, right? I, I went through that when I was kind of going through my my understanding of what i thought holistic health was and what i realized was is that by becoming this person that was so sort of pedestal i lived on a pedestal when it came to nutrition i really ostracized a lot of my friends because they felt like they couldn't even like they couldn't be around me or eat around me because it wasn't organic or it wasn't filled with vegetables and i was just like you know what there's no point in being healthy if i've got no no one to experience it with Right? I have all this energy, I'm, I'm happy, at least with my health, but I've pretty much ostracized all of my friends because they feel as though they can't order what they want at a restaurant when they're around me or they feel like I'm going to judge what they eat. Like plenty of times people that meet me for the first time and someone might say, well, what do you do for a living? And I'll say like, I'm a personal trainer, I'm a nutrition coach. They automatically go, okay, well, what I'm going to order today is not going to be healthy. So I, you know, I don't want you to like pick. I'm like, I don't give a shit you know, like if you were my client and you know, all you ever did was eat pizza and you wanted to lose weight, I'd be like, well, do you know how many, like, are you managing things with your, you know, I might go to that extent, but if you're an acquaintance, you're a friend, you're somebody who, you know, just wants to be, you know, you, then yeah, I don't, I don't care. Do what you want. You are a free living human being. I want the best for you as a person on this earth, but I don't want you to feel judged by me just because I'm a health coach. Right. So anyway, um, This episode went in a lot of different directions, but that's because there's a lot of different directions to go in when you talk about the weight loss industry. I hope by listening to this you sort of started to understand that my perspective as a coach is trying to go into the weight loss industry and say, listen, pills, powders, detoxes, cleanses, all these things, these fad diets, they're not going to work for you, okay? They might have worked temporarily, they might have worked to help you lose you know, weight for that wedding you had to go to or that you were in but let's, let's cut out all the bullshit and let's actually focus on things that really work and let's do it at a pace that works for you. That's probably one of the most important things and I'm actually in the process of writing a kind of a, not a script but an outline of, of another future podcast episode that talks about attacking weight loss from a health perspective. So focusing on your health first as opposed to uh, your weight loss first because I think that there's sort of this idea that you you know it's just about calories and it's like okay at the end of the day like if we really want to just talk black and white yes it is about calories but if you don't focus on the quality of your nutrition it doesn't really matter how, you're, how much weight you're going to lose because you're not going to keep it off and I've probably already said that too many times today but that's part of the point. It's about reiterating the things that need to be understood. All right, so that is my podcast episode for today. Thanks a ton for listening. If you want to uh, check out some of the other content that I have, don't forget to add me on Instagram, at Shane Hubbard at Shane Hubbard on Facebook as well. Um, let's see, what are some other places you can check me out? My website, shanehubbardfit.com. Um, I have a YouTube channel if you want to really dive into some really deep topics very similar to how we do it here on the podcast just with more visuals and um, you know I do a lot of whiteboard videos to help explain very you know complex topics or at least topics with a lot of information you can check me out uh, just type in Shane Hubbard Fitness on YouTube and then as always if you enjoy this podcast and you want to make sure that this podcast continues going please rate And, you know, leave a comment uh, of the podcast so that more people can see it, more people can listen, and then we can get, you know, just more good energy, good vibes, and good people in here that want to improve their health and do it in a way that's healthy, sustainable, and not gimmicky like most weight loss, uh, most weight loss approaches out there. So anyway, thanks for watching today's, not watching, thanks for listening to today's podcast. I will talk to you in a future episode.